Adventurers, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World game, where your questions and ideas inspire off the cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your Guild Master and Storyteller, and we've got to get you up to speed. Zach, Zizi, Scully the Squid, can you introduce yourselves and your characters? But we're stuck in the world of Guilds and Goblins. I'll go first. My character's name is Skull and Bones. And I'm Scully the Squid. Skullin is a skeleton trickster whose body can change shape. And I'm Zizi Jamaloo, but I play... Turtok, the turtle timekeeper, and a servant of the Underlows. And I'm Zack Jamaloo, Zizi's brother, but my character's name is Zachamedes, a goblin egg chanter who uses magic and technology to make super-powered eggs. Now, folks at home, Guilds and Goblins is a tabletop role-playing game for families where you say what your character does and roll dice to try to do it. Yeah, I see you've set us up a, a table here at the Cinnamon Citadel where Kathunkel's keeping us safe. That's right. You kids may be trapped in this world. But our listeners asked what-if questions where your characters get to keep adventuring. So maybe they can help us out? Let's hope. But for right now, let's read Cora's what-if question. Cora is from Swartz Creek, Michigan. Likes dresses the color orange and foxes and asks what if it was dark all day long. Before we jump into our adventure, Mr. Eric, let's give everybody a quick recap. Episode 243, the 13th G&G episode, is kind of where this all started. I, Turtok, servant of the Underlows, went to collect the adventurers and bring them to my master. But we were taken down on the way by a giant space chicken. And because this world is just as crazy as What If World, that giant space chicken turned out to be a were-chicken. At night. He turned into the big bad wolf, who turned out not to be so bad after all. And after we freed him from the tyrannous rule of the Muffin People, he promised to teleport us all somewhere on three separate occasions. Oh yeah, but right after that, in episode 263, the 16th G&G episode, Zachamedes went to study with a different goblin inventor, and he wasn't with the rest of the party. That's kind of weird. Indeed it is. And didn't you all play with our mom and dad and Lola Rabbit last time? Indeed we did. But your characters don't know any of that. All that you know is that you've been separated from each other. So let's find out what if it was dark all day, plus a few other questions that we'll reveal at the end. Zachamedes, you've been so excited about studying with Glurmf the Goblin and enhancing your egg magic with egg venter technology that you totally forgot you were supposed to be adventuring with your friends. 
Oh no! I totally forgot I was supposed to be adventuring with my friends! Perfect. I gather up my stuff and rush out of Glurmf's hovel! Sadly, you don't get to say goodbye to the goblin, who recently catapulted himself a thousand feet into the air as part of his new experiment. Bye, Glurmf! I hope your new parachute works! As you leave the hut, you realize that it is curiously dark outside. Now you've been working for a while, but you're pretty sure it's still the middle of the day. Do I have any idea where Lolandra or Skullin or Turtok are? Yeah, where are we? Funny you should ask, because at that very moment, Skull and Bones and Turtok appear in the darkness, riding a large glowing fox that you recognize from your adventures with the Trumpet of Travel. Oh, hi, Fox. I thought you were just a little baby Fennec Fox. I can also be a big, magical, cute Fennec Fox if I wish to be okay, says Fox. Hey, thanks for getting us all back together. But like, where have we been this whole time? The space chicken's magic separated you all because you wanted different things. But I am bringing you back together because there's something I want. Of course. I want you to figure out why it has become dark all of a sudden. Maybe we should ask the Sun Snappers. I don't think I trust them. Besides, how would we get back up to outer space? Echoing through the dark night, you hear a sudden explosion against the night sky. What looks like a tiny shooting star quickly races across the sky before being swallowed up by darkness again. I suppose if the whole world is dark, Turtok would walk toward the light. Yeah, that pretty much feels like the adventure hook in that direction. Am I that obvious? You are, but I'd rather you not waste our time with side plots. The other nocturnal animals rely on me as their nightlight, so I must be off, but I wish you luck. Says Fox, running off into the distance. Wait, where's Lolandra? I couldn't find her. She must be off on some equally important adventure. And the fox disappears. Oh, Turtok, you're a little bit too big to fit on egg legs. And I cannot fly us all the way there. I could shape my body into a wagon, Turtok could ride inside me, and egg legs could drag us all the way to where we found that lake. That's an awesome idea, Skull, and I'll even give you a heart for it. Thank you. And as you head off to where you saw that light, you see another tiny one. Shoot up from the same point, but head in a completely different direction. How could shooting stars both start from the same place? That is astronomically very unlikely. Well, you don't get to wonder for long, because yet another shooting star seems to launch out from the same place again. But this time, it's speeding right towards you. What do you do? I turtle up inside my shell. Roll dare. A 15. And I create a heat shield to try to protect all three of us. Roll wonder. Ooh, seven. I'm just gonna climb inside of Turtok's shell home. Cause my skeleton bones have taken a little too much damage lately. Zachamedes. You bravely stand against this red-hot comet, raising your best heat-infused egg shield. But your shield has never had to withstand such heat and velocity. It slows the comet, but ultimately gives way. 
You take one hurt, Zachamedes. But Turtok and Skullin are okay this time. Well, I dust myself off and investigate whatever this thing was. Yeah, being raised by pirates, I have a nose hole for treasure I'd like to help. So, Scully, you just roll a d20, that's what you always do. As I play the simplified rules. And, Zach, you can roll learn. We'll take the better of your two results. An 11? 16 plus 4, 20. Neither of you have ever seen its like. But, Zach, you recognize a magic egg when you see one, even if it's made of red crystal. Cool. And then it cracks open and two smaller red crystal fire eggs burst forth. This bodes ill for all. Indeed it does. These two red-hot crystals roll back uphill towards the wood around Glurmp's hut, and they're so hot that they burn everything in their path. But they're not trying to hurt us. It doesn't appear that way. But they're causing so much destruction, and we just finished rebuilding Glurmp's hut after our last experiment. What do you do? I would like to slow them down by ticking the second hand backwards on my helicopter shell. Yes, since leveling up, you can now affect more than one creature at a time with your time travel magic. But of course, it doesn't always go your way. Roll learn. 15 plus 2. Excellent! Hey, I do the egg buns! Well, the two fire crystals slow to a crawl. And you can easily walk right up to them if you want. Or maybe we just get far, far away? If I encase them in a laser cage? That could work in theory. I'll give you an easy learn roll, since you investigated these magical things so thoroughly. Ooh, 17 plus 4! The dice are on our side tonight! After tinkering with this laser cage to get it just right, you scoop up the two red crystal eggs in an egg-shaped laser cage. The only problem is, you're not going to be able to move them. Well, then I, I leave a sign here. It says, Danger! Hot eggs! And I will translate into a few extra languages to be safe. Crisis averted. You feel confident your laser cage will hold for at least a week. You've just got to hope you can get to the bottom of this before then. Well, let's head off towards where the fire egg crystal things shot from. Now that you're getting closer, and these egg comet crystals seem to be blasting off more regularly, you see that they're coming out of the top of a once dormant volcano. The longer we take to get there, the more people could be getting hurt. I wish to try to speed our travels. I believe in you, Turtok. I'm gonna give you some of my heart to help you succeed. All right, Turtok, I'll make it an easy learn roll for you, thanks to Skullin's sacrifice. I very much needed that extra d20, because the first one was a seven, but the second was a 17. The dice are in your favor and you're able to speed up egg legs, the sort of mechanical spider-legged egg mount of Zachamedes, which runs at impossible speeds through an endless night across the land of Berend into the base of this volcano. It looked as if there was lava leaking out the side and down and around it and steaming rivulets. But now that you're close, you can see these are in fact legions of red fire crystals. 
rolling together in groups around and down this volcano. They might not be actual rivers of lava, but they're probably just as dangerous. Oh, so much for taking them by force! Zachamedes, since when is taking things by force a good idea in this world? Good point, Turtok. We need a plan. But you are not going to succeed unless your plan is a forceful one, said a voice on the wind. As a tall, shimmering elf suddenly appeared before them, in a swirl of clouds and a crackle of electricity. Uh, can you just tell us if you're a hero or a villain? Well, Skullin, I'll let you roll wonder to see if you can get a, a vibe from this person. That's just a d20 for me. I'm 11. Oh, they certainly sound sincere and as if they mean you no harm. My name is Sol, pronouns she, her, and my name is spelled S-O-L, which is pretty cool, I think. And a quick thank you for Joseph for suggesting the character idea of Sol. I am an elf who controls the wind and the lightning, and I was sent by the Underlows to deal with this threat. The talk works for the Underlows as well. I am not so sure, for you disappeared during your mission and did not bring these adventurers to meet their lords. Well, as Space Chicken caused our ship to crash, and our ship was Turtok, so you should be grateful that she's okay. With our powers combined, this enemy will surely fall. Sol holds out one hand, and a sword of lightning appears in it. In her other hand, a thundering, crackling cloud appears in the form of a shield. Come, follow my lead, and you will redeem yourself to the Underlows. Mr. Eric, quick aside. <laughs> yes, Zizi. Didn't Turtok go and try to find the Underlows after the last adventure? You did indeed. But as Sol says, you were too late, and the very secretive Underlows did not appear. Oh, fully. The three of you see Sol take off up the side of the mountain, like a literal flash of lightning, and you all feel yourselves being swept up beside her, so you can keep pace. Not exactly a subtle approach! Lightning and ice-cold wind zig and zag to avoid these fire crystals. And the icy wind appears to freeze a few in their place. But as you near the top of this volcano, the red crystal eggs seem to collectively become aware of your presence, fusing and forming and stacking on top of one another until they form a giant red-hot crystal construct with two rocky arms and two club-like fists swinging in your direction. What do you do? Come on, soul, you made him angry. Perhaps that is simply their nature. We are the heroes here, remember? Trying to save the world. Uh, I can't do much against a fire monster. I just dodge out of the way. Give us a roll. Thirteen? Your quick little bones scatter and reform. <laughs> just where a flaming hot crystal fist drops to the ground. I'll raise an egg shield again, but just over myself this time. As I'm already hurt. Roll wonder. Whew! 18 plus 2! Your shield withstands the blast. And, strangely, it actually seems to absorb some of the energy. Your egg shield gets brighter and stronger. Weird. I step forward with my hands out and tell the creature we mean no harm. 
Turtok, I love this idea, but with Soul's aggressive approach and the alien nature of this strange creature, you're going to have to make a hard wonder roll. Very well. The lower of the two rolls was a 14 plus one. Oh, you all really are on fire today. <laughs> sort of literally and figuratively. The creature stops inches away from you. And because you didn't try to defend yourself in any way, its intense magical heat still causes you one hurt. But then the creature studies you. Two crystal eggs move in its head like eyes, scanning you up and down. The creature stops and beckons you to enter the mouth of the volcano. We should destroy this monster while we have the chance, shouts Sol. No, stop, listen, it's protecting itself. We were protecting ourselves. We've got a chance to find out more here. Very well. You go within the volcano. I will stay out here where the storms are most powerful in case your decision proves foolhardy. Okay, I form my body into a nice long skeleton bone ladder so everyone can climb down into the volcano. The heat and light in here are intense and uncomfortable, but the egg creatures do back off so you're not getting burned. Four red crystal bridges cool to a soft orange, leading to a central platform in this bright but dormant volcano. And on that central platform floats a giant red multifaceted gem glowing like the sun and resembling an egg. You guessed it. I've never seen such egg magic. What could this mean? Turtok crosses the platform to investigate. I don't want to, but I also do. Are you kidding? I run across. Mortal creatures, you have found my layer, echoes the egg. You were blasting glowing rockets in every direction. It was kind of hard to miss. Well, I am an all-powerful being trying to save the world, but forgive me for lacking subtlety. Save the world? You, you almost burned my friend's house! Ah, you must be Glurm's little protege. We're more like contemporaries, but- We launched eggs toward all the greatest inventors, and guild leaders, and heads of state who might make use of our energy in these dark times. Yeah, but they like set stuff on fire. Plenty gems are powerful and must be used with great care. With the sun out and the days dark, this world cannot last without our power. So you were doing the best you could in a bad situation. Well, we've been there. But you really can't keep launching super-powered rocket-multiplying egg crystals all over the world, you know? You are wise, skeleton teen. But this is what we were made to do by ancient magical creatures. 
It's always ancient magical creatures. Didn't they leave, like, an instruction manual? If by instruction manual you mean vague prophecy, then yes. Ever crying out loud. Enough for all, too much for one. No single soul can catch the sun. Enough for all. Too much for one. No single soul can catch the sun. A crash of lightning strikes the mouth of the volcano, breaking off a colossal plate of stone which plummets towards you. What do you do? I scatter my bones in a hundred different directions, so hopefully not too many get hurt. I'll turtle up and make my shell reflective to try to reduce some of the damage. I'll raise up my empowered egg shield and try to protect myself and the crystal. I'm going to have you each roll dare because you're trying to act fast in a high-pressure situation. I don't have much dare. That's a 10. 13. An 11. Turtok, your shell reflects some of these larger pieces of rubble, but the overall force is just too much. And Zachamedes, even your empowered shield cannot hold up against this force. Skullin, scattering your bones turned out to be a great idea, as you get out of the way of most of the rubble. You only take one hurt, but everyone else takes two. And you see this red crystal crack under the weight of a mountain. That's three hurt total. I, I'm stunned. Me too. I'm not feeling too great, I. The bright red gem dims to a pale, flickering orange. The underlaws cannot let power such as this fall into the wrong hands, says Sol, the elf swirling down towards you as she seems to cling to a small storm cloud. At the center of this giant cracked crystal, there is still one piece of deep red gem. But Sol reaches out with a hand enrobed in lightning and pulls the tiny red gem forth from the cracked orange crystal. And then the giant crystal's flickering orange light fades to a sickly yellow. I will forgive you three for your naivety. But I am bringing this gem to the Underlows so that they may save us all. And she slides the little gem into a belt pouch and starts taking off on her storm cloud. Well, she probably thinks I'm all in pieces because I literally am. <laughs> yeah. So could I sneak my hand into her belt pouch and snag that gem? Ooh, that would normally be a hard roll. But since she is underestimating you, I'll even it out. Just roll 1d20. An 18! Oh, thank goodness! Way to go, Skullin! And Soul the Storm Elf, thinking she has you defeated, disappears in a flash of lightning, leaving you, Skull and Bones, surrounded by injured friends and cracked crystals as this endless night carries on. Why, go check on my friends! Can Skull and Bones, Zachamedes, and Turtok help repair this fire crystal? Find their missing friend, Lolandra, and end this all-day darkness? You better believe it! We'll find out in our next adventure. Cora, thank you for your question. 
Now I'd like to play a patron question from Seth, who also helped inspire the story. Hello, my name is Seth, and my question is, what if volcanoes shot out eggs, and the eggs that shot out of the volcanoes multiplied into different eggs, and the eggs will take over the world? Good one, Seth. And finally, Joseph suggested the character of Sol, an elf who's good with swords, shields, and sky magic. And Joseph also asked, what if Sol, Skullin, and Zachamedes found a heavily guarded red crystal with mysterious fire powers? I want to thank everyone for their questions, and I hope you all enjoyed this first part of our Guilds and Goblins adventure. Patrons at any level get access to our introductory Guilds and Goblins rules, and patrons at the uh, Wizards of What level get all of our past, present, and future Guilds and Goblins updates and content. Plus, every patron gets ad-free episodes released early, a shout-out on the show, and biannual mailings. Now, before you go, I want to let you know about Wake Me Up. That's a podcast from my friends at Airwave Media. These are 5-15 to 15 minute episodes aimed at adults but great for all ages, just giving little bits of mindfulness, exercises, and positivity to help you start your day. Fred the Dog here to shout out Dominic, age 12, and Saoirse, age 7. Thanks, Dominic. Thanks, Saoirse. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, my producer, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who share your warmth and light with the world. It just helps make more to go around. And until we meet again, keep wondering. Keep wondering.